Hello, everybody. Hope you've had a fantastic week out there, as always. Welcome to the Jam Room Podcast. Uh, you're with me, Scott. And we've got plenty of stuff to talk about, and I don't know if we're going to get to it all uh, in this podcast. In fact, we probably won't get to any of it. Uh, there's plenty of new music out there, guys, and I hope you've been enjoying all the new shit that's out and about. The new uh, Billie Eilish album, Leprous, brought out a new song. I do want to talk about them real soon, but... Um, this episode is going to be an interview episode uh, because I do love featuring these new artists, guys. They've got some incredible fucking work out there. We'll get to that stuff in a second. Also, coming up in the future, guys, I know this is the Jam Room podcast and all the old episodes, you know, there's a lot of jamming, a lot of improv music, a lot of that sort of stuff that it's kind of been lacking a little bit lately. It's been bugging me. Um, so I've gone ahead and tried to figure out ways that I can sort of just jam here by myself for you guys live on the podcast. So I've got myself a new big fucking loop station and tr figured out how to wire it all up so I can use synths and all that bullshit. So you never know. Maybe next episode we'll end the episode with like a fucking jam with me just fucking around with all this um, equipment here at the bar and see what we can come up with. So stay tuned for that. And we'll get into all the new music and all that sort of stuff in the next episode as well. But this episode, we are talking about one artist and one artist only. Her name is Ebony Buckle. She's originally an Australian, now based in the UK. A folk singer of sorts, but still got the electronic -y kind of aspect to it. Not really, but the music's just beautiful. An amazing fucking singer. And um, she was kind enough to come on the podcast and chat to us for a little bit. And... Um, when we, when we first connected over Zoom, uh, we had some issues, some tech issues. Um, uh, we were getting a lot of echo, reverb, all that sort of stuff. So we had to shut down, start again. So it, it sounds fine. Uh, we sorted it all out, but uh, you know, it took a little bit of uh, time at the start there, but I've cut it all out in editing. That's the, the beauty of doing these things early, hey guys? But it's, it's always hard fucking talking to um, these amazing artists that have been so privileged to um, feature here on this podcast because they're amazingly talented and I'm a fan of talented people especially in the music sphere and um, Ebony can sing like nobody's business and it's it's like fucking it's like talking to Clark Kent but knowing it's Superman you know and you're just sort of pretending you're having a normal conversation like you see eye to eye but really they have this secret superpower that they could just bust out any time. And it was like that talking to Ebony. So I know my interview skills will get better over time, guys. But, you know, I'm trying to navigate these waters as best I can. It's just what it is. And please go ahead and um, support and like all the stuff that Ebony's putting out there, guys. All the links to every possible way you could support her. Maybe not every possible way, but all the ways that I've sort of put together. will be in the link of this description. Um, will be linked in the description of this podcast. You know what I mean? Um, so please check her out on YouTube, um, follow her on Instagram, uh, join her Patreon. Guys, it's worth it. It's cool. She gives a whole bunch of extra value. So if you like what she does and likes, and you like like the, the kind of behind the scenes sort of stuff where you get to hear her thoughts and all that stuff, please join up to her Patreon as well. And um, her mailing list uh, so you can get updated with everything. Like I said, everything will be uh, linked in the description below. And I will talk to you guys real soon about some of those other musics. We will jam, we'll get to all that sort of stuff. But this is even better for now. We get to chat to a fucking legitimate, awesome musician from the UK. Um, 
spreading some good vibes and some good music. It's Ebony Buckle. That's more than enough fucking waffling from me, guys. Have yourselves a fantastic weekend. Here in Perth, the sun's been out finally for a couple of days. So I think uh, it's going to go stormy again real soon. So let's enjoy it while we can. And uh, check out this podcast and share it and tell your friends and all that sort of stuff. And uh, obviously check out Ebony Buckle. So without further ado, here is Ebony Buckle. Have a great week, guys. This is the Jam Room Podcast. I can hear you. It sounds okay. fine. It sounds fine. Oh, great. Great. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's quite all right, Ebony. Good morning to you over there. Good morning. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> How How's things? Thanks for joining us, all that sort of stuff. What's going on in your world? How are you? I'm good, yes. Uh, it is a lovely sunny morning this morning. Um, just released a new music uh, song yesterday with a music video. Um, so yeah, it's all go really. Uh, this year has been a, a very full on one um, for more reasons than one. I'm sure the whole world is also having a very big year. <laughs> oh, everybody is. Well, a big year or a very, very small year for some people, really. <laughs> yes, yes. Big in their heads. Yeah, no travel, no nothing, no real world <laughs> stuff. But everybody's been able to hunker down, get in their own head, figure it all out. Um, when, uh, this was first hooked up, uh, you had just released a single wild woman. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. That was, uh, first of July. Excellent. We released that. What's, how's the reception been? Is everybody loving it? Yeah, it's been really lovely. Um, it was, uh, a very special song to us and it was really nice to see how, um, how many people kind of connected to it and, the music video as well. Um, I was really nervous about it for some reason. It was quite a simple setup, um, but it ended up, yeah, we really loved it. And um, everyone seemed to really understand it, which was nice. <laughs> I do want to get into some of the ethereal stuff that you dabble in. Um, but <laughs> um, for just, just for my listeners, um, I, I got to come clean. I am not uh, very well versed at all in, in, in folk music at all. Or anything like that. I have a few things. I, I do love um, Lou Rhodes and Joanna Newsom has played a part in my life, but not too much as far as I'm more from a prog rock sort of heavier nice. side of the world, right? Um, but there yeah. is so much in common just because musicians are musicians, et cetera, et cetera. And so my first question is to you is like, what influenced your entire trajectory to get to that kind of music? Because it's a particular brand on this huge thing that is music that we're all participating in. Yeah. What took you there? Um, okay, great. So tiny questions. <laughs> like Sorry it. about that. I know um, it's a big one. No, no, it's good. It's funny that you say prog rock because I, I also like prog rock. Um, so I started off in Australia. Sorry, my accent's not great it might go more australian now i've said i'm australian that seems to happen sometimes don't let but, me influence um, that because i'm not a huge fan of the australian accent to be honest <laughs> <laughs> no no it's it's lovely it just it just i've been here for so long and um i think because i'm a musician and an actor i just i just kind of picked up where i was but anyway so i i 
grew up in Australia and, and actually mainly studied classical music. Um, so I, I went to uni, I did opera singing. Um, oh, and but- you can tell you're very well trained. I gotta say, <laughs> I'm gonna. Go, I'm so intimidated talking to you because I've been for the last hour before this podcast. I've been listening to your music, and oh my god, uh, you, oh, you can sing. You. Uh, yeah, so sorry, sorry about that. That's just me gushing. <laughs> go on, go on. Thanks very much. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I did have I did have proper sort of classical training, um, and I did a lot of theatre. I was always really obsessed with artists like Sinead O'Connor, the Cranberries. Um, And so I think I probably got quite a lot of the Irish folk influence coming in from there. Um, And then I was really obsessed as well with Tori Amos, um, Kate Bush, uh, Regina Spector, as I got a bit older, Kate Miller-Heidke. Yeah, Imogen Heap. It seems to be a lot of female artists who kind of have a very unique sound in themselves. They're very kind of just have their own thing that they were doing. They dominate um, whatever they do. You mentioned the cranberries yeah. there. Like, I, I can't, I don't know. I don't know what, like, I don't want to do a Sinead O'Connor quote and say nothing compares, but nothing compares, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I can do the, I, I mean, not like she can, but... Uh, I, I could always do that vocal crack and I, I was my dream to be in a Cranberries tri- tribute band, but it's never happened, sadly. Um, oh, you can do better yeah. than that. You can do better than that. <laughs> you're doing fantastic yeah. with whatever you're doing. Thanks. I've incorporated my own vocal crack into my own music. Um, but yeah, so I think there was a lot of that influence and um, I never really thought of writing music myself as as it being something that I would do. I, I definitely wrote songs and poems, but they're always just kind of for me and anyone like my mum who, who wanted to listen to them at the time. Um, so then I moved over to London and studied musical theatre. Wow. Um, which was great. Uh, and I've, and I've, I found out quite soon after, after graduating that um, I'm quite tall and that's not ideal often for uh, the musical theatre roles that I was going up for because I was a classical soprano and um, a lot of those roles are kind of the like dainty, uh, the dainty sort of female leads and um, I don't want to generalise but Hydism is around, real, I, I feel it. Hydism is yeah, real. I'm yeah. almost 6'4 myself so like Hydism oh, is real like you fly anywhere and you know hydism's real oh yes yes uh actually i went to the theater the other day and they've moved the seats the the rows apart for COVID, and it's going to be so nice for all the tall people oh wow um, really that's true yeah. they've yeah. moved the seats apart exactly. yeah oh they've social distancing finally working for me that's awesome <laughs> This was an elaborate ruse by everyone over six foot four. Yeah, exactly. We invented COVID. I'm coming clean. We did it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, so I can't... with all those um, inspirations that you had and all those amazing influences, by the way, you were never tempted to join yeah. a rock band? No, I was never. I mean, I, I, I've got quite a delicate voice. Um, to be honest, I do. Oh God, I did love Evanescence, though. Um, they made it work. 
Some of the metal crowd did as well. Like there was there's bands like Nightwish out there. There was the opera mixed with okay. metal and sort of stuff like that. Yeah. It's a little shit, but you know, <laughs> it, it just doesn't suit. I, I know what you mean. Like the genres don't really match. And I by mean, the think- way, your genre is great because of a whole bunch of other aspects that I want to talk to you about. But you're about to say something. Okay. I want to let you continue. No, no, I was going to say, I think, I mean, I think, I feel like there's always in any genre, there's, there are people that make it work, uh, you know, and I do like absolutely mixing genres. I think I'd be interested to know what my genre is because I'm always quite confused. We used to call it folk whimsy for a while um, or quirky folk pop, but it's kind of moved a bit now. It's a bit more kind of chamber folk pop or dream, dreamy Pop. Like I, sometimes I talk about this quite a lot on, on this podcast uh, of the redundancy of genres these days. Yeah, because it's very yeah. hard to pick, but it's good to give someone a ballpark yeah. area because you're not heavy metal, you're not Meshuggah, you're not doing something crazy mathematical gent stuff. So at least no. saying folk at least puts someone in the ballpark, right? <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, totally. There's an aspect of folk music that um, I want to talk to you about because I like. I, I have been stalking you a little bit on Patreon. I'm sorry. I've been doing that a no, little bit. No, well, thanks so for I've, being I've watched a up on your old, old posts and um, I've seen that you, you've definitely made comment about um, not reflecting on your personal experiences in life and being more in the metaphoric, more in the um, mythical world, right? And that's something that's yeah. huge in folk music. And yeah. this is a big dilemma in life. So what do you think is more true? Fiction or non-fiction? Wow. Um, good question. Because I think definitely there's a place, the reason that we identify with folklore and with stories is because it hits a very deep, true part of ourselves as human beings. Um, and that's why they're kind of timeless, right? You have the same kind of characters exactly. and the same plot lines yes. for centuries. So it's like uh, truth distilled down to what's common through yeah. all of us. Because let's face it, if you were to give it an actual account of your everyday life, it's boring. You know, you, you got up, you had a coffee, you had a cigarette, you took a shit, you did whatever. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's nonfiction. That's the real truth. But the lessons yeah. that can get distilled down, you get this hyper truth, emergent truth that becomes yeah. relegated to mythology and that's what yeah. folk music does. It bring it invokes that again. And so, I, yeah, I, I think, yeah, I, I just hope that you feel the same. That it's a celebration of that extra dimension yeah. of truth. It gives us, and I think sometimes when it's distanced by, it's outside of yourself. It gives you an ability to understand it more and, and connect to it more. When sometimes when it's yourself, it can be so personal. And so complicated and, you know, it's hard to, it's hard to see the truth in yourself all the time. But I think sometimes putting it in a fantastical world or yeah, a a sort of a myth um, is easier to connect to and understand. It is a kind of interesting point that um, it's easier to identify with a fictional character than a realistic character because a realistic character kind of has so many contradictory dimensions but this mythical character can represent a pure version of something you know what i mean yeah 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 we're very messy as humans i think um absolutely which is wonderful but 
yeah i mean i i think i definitely i've i've always had a very big imagination and and sometimes find the real world a little bit harsh <laughs> compared to uh yeah so i think i've definitely lived all the time a lot of my life with my with my head in the clouds and that's probably why a lot of my songs are about made up things but when i think back to them it's not always that i write with the objective of i'm going to write a song about this part of the human condition or something but i'm going to use fairies instead it's just that i write a story and then when i think about it i think oh that's what you were trying to say that's really really <laughs> cool that's awesome and th that's the beauty of music is it is it's an avenue to express the things that you can't express through just simple like a conversation like this could never grasp the things we're trying yeah. to talk about and music doesn't even do it either like anyway but it somehow yeah. um leaves the door open a little more if that makes sense i think it's that thing when you when you hear someone else's song and you go that's exactly how i feel but you don't quite understand what it's about necessarily or the lyric you don't know the context yes. of the song but you just suddenly go yes and i think there's something that it's just it's more about speaking like i don't want to sound too like wooey but it's more about speaking like from your soul <clears throat> I, I think and that's something that i found with music was it it was the way that i discovered that i could express myself properly you know i went through classical training and i got to a point where i sort of didn't it wasn't right for me it didn't feel right for me and then musical theater was great fun and i still do you know theater work i'm an actor as well but the thing that I've discovered where I have kind of control and influence over my own creativity is in music. Um, so yeah, that's sort of, I found that maybe in the last six years. Uh, and so that's kind of been what drives me, I guess, when it comes to music. It's definitely something that's undeniable when you hit it, when, when you realize that you've had the best time of your life doing something that's so whimsical, so transient, and when you finish playing, it's done, it's gone. There's nothing left. It's like yeah. one of those salt mandelas that people just brush away at the end, you know? Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> it, like, you realize that there's something else that you're drawn to. And it's, it's, I don't know, it's beyond words. It's beyond the actual notes that we play and all that sort of stuff. And that's what confuses all musicians. That's why we're addicted to it. That's what binds us as musicians. <laughs> is we don't know what the hell we're addicted to. It's something weird. <laughs> It's, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's super, super strange. Um, so the mythology part of it, it's it's fantastic. But there is a real world part of your music that I wanted to ask you about. Yeah, sure. You <laughs> you make music with your husband. <laughs> How does that work? I like, do. I'll give you a little bit of context. Um, my wife is a fantastic musician in her own right. The chemistry. Amazing. She's a amazing piano player. I'm a drummer guitarist. We just cool. don't jam. We don't get it to work. How did you get it to Not work? Again. Somehow you worked some miracles there. Give us the secrets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. And it's funny you say that because actually Nick and I probably don't jam, I would say. Um, uh, but I'm not, I, we always have this with this discussion um, between be honest, us. That's, I, a, that's, a, that's a really good piece of advice, by the way. Don't jam, just come in with something constructive and then you can work together. No, I loved, I, the thing is I, because I studied classical music and I, I have tr like something that I really want to work on is being able to jam. 
because I get stressed when when jamming because I'm like, well, no one's giving me the chords and I don't know, you know. Yeah. Um, whereas Nick, my husband, you know, he's been in a band since he was 13 with his dad and his twin brother. And, wow. And they've been playing music like so kind of I feel like with Nick, he just is made of music like that's just who he is. And so he can he can listen to a piece on the radio and then just play it on the piano. He's never had, you know, um, kind of that much formal training. He can't actually read read music. But so we've come from very different musical worlds. And I think there's there's definitely merit in both. Um, and so sometimes th there is a <laughs> we do have trouble communicating because I'm I, I need a bit of structure and he's kind of like oh he's throwing like, everything at you what about this what about yeah this? yeah 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 but it's really great and and the I think the way that we found with writing is that Nick is a brilliant um, he's really brilliant at seeing the the end picture of how the song is going to sound and so I will come with him with like the raw song that I've written. And then from there we'll work together to arrange it and kind of maybe change the chords around and and then when it comes to producing like the kind of i think that what he's done with our album is just create this amazing musical world that all the songs live in like it's everything is so atmospheric and and the arrangements are so beautiful and they're and all we seem do it cohesive together, but... i might add to that as well because like like you're saying that they all are sitting in their same world um, like I said, the yeah. hour before I, I was talking to you, I, I had your Spotify just on shuffle play. Everything felt like it could be part of the same album. It was, it was awesome. It took me on a journey. It was one of those things I, I, I wanted to ask you about, but I want to get back into this thing with, with, <laughs> with Nick and stuff because <laughs> is the, is the idea just like you um respect each other musically, obviously, you have it all going like that and you just make it work, but you separate what kind of project it is. It's not Nick's project. It's your project. Is that what helps with the, the songwriting thing? Cause like, how do you bring up to your husband that you don't like what he added, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes there's tension. Um, and obviously when you're working with your partner, you don't have that professional line where, you're not going to speak to someone in a certain way because yes. you're just working yeah. with them. As your husband, um, you got to, you got to bitch to him about your day as well. And that might include him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it can be, it, it can be tough, but I think generally I trust him. I think there's a lot of trust there. Absolutely. Because he, he was the person, I think when I, when we first started dating, he was the person that I did play my songs to and he was like, these are really good. And then he recorded them with me. And, and, and so he was kind of the first person that actually, apart from my parents and, you know, family friends who mm -hmm. actually said like, let's do stuff with this. And so I know that um, whenever I bring him, because my music is different and I, I get told a lot that it's too niche or it's, it's a bit weird or, you know, and, whatever but but i know that with nick whatever i bring him you know the other day i was like oh i've got this new song it's about how there used to be they think 
two suns in our solar system that helped build it, but then one disappeared. Mm -hmm. So I've got this song about how the suns are brothers and they did everything together, but one went away and he was like, cool. Yeah, great. That sounds good. Um, That's a metaphor so I think for everything. You don't have to make it cosmic. Just two suns <laughs> that, that leave each other. That's that's a real world story. <laughs> we don't have to yeah, start talking about like mysterious planets and stuff. But that's really cool. Yeah, but um, but I so I think there's an element there where we both are very um, we trust each other, we trust each other's part in our project, you know, um, and so we're both. I think it's a lot about um, if you can, trying to get rid of the ego part of yourself and be as open as possible to, which it doesn't always work. I like there's often been times when I've written um, you know, something that's. And when you write it, it feels very raw and it feels very personal, even if it's about space. Um, and then, you know, someone comes along and says, I think that last verse should go here. And there's too many things here. And, and then you're like, whoa, don't change. It's it. But then, you know, you sort of got to go, actually, yeah, I see what you're saying. And um, you've made it better now. I think so, what you're trying um, to say is oh, yeah. that um, there's a perfect yin and yang going on. And everybody should hope for that kind of relationship, right? <laughs> Built on trust and raw creativity mixed with constructivism like perfect that's, well, that, that, that's a recipe to take over the world really yeah exactly and uh i sound like i'm some sort of in like some sort of perfect world but you know it's it's like it's if a your constant... life is that enjoy yeah, it like we should all strive for that like why not <laughs> you don't have to pretend to have a crap life just to make other people feel better because I'm, I'm the same. I'm, a, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm fine with my, my life is just fucking fine. <laughs> so I'm, I'm unapologetically <gasps> fine. How about that? I like that. I like that. Yeah. yeah. It's good. It's great. That's awesome. <laughs> um, and another little uh, question that I want to get to. I've got some rapid fire questions at the end that I want to hit you with if you're cool with that. Um, but yeah, sure. one last little um, chunk that I want to get into is what you're doing online. I really, really enjoy because you're taking this new model of um, how an artist should be. And you've got this great Patreon account. You're making money through that, that sort of avenue. You're giving your listeners more than just your music. You're giving them a bit of you, a bit of the um, behind the scenes, behind the Wizard of Oz magic curtain or whatever. You're doing it all and it's working for you. What, what made you think of, of that kind of strategy as far as your music goes? Um, yeah, so I started Patreon last January, which I feel really lucky that I did because it was just before the pandemic. Um, and it was about two years of me like researching and not quite having the confidence to do it yet because I think I've spoken to a lot of artists about this over the last year, the confidence to actually um, get money for what you do and feel that you deserve to be paid for what you do. Um, it's that imposter syndrome syndrome thing, yeah, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah, you don't think you're yeah, worth it. Yeah, and you know, we spend, we spend so much of our time doing gigs for free in venues for the exposure and being told like, just do this for free for the exposure. And, and I think there's definitely a place for that. Like you have to, you know, you, you got to practice, you got to do gigs, but there comes a point I think where you need to start saying, well, this is my time and this is my career. So, um, uh, and I realized that the music industry is just this giant beast that uh, unless you have a lot of money is very, very difficult to make any avenue in. Mm -hmm. um, especially if you don't fit into a nice box neatly. Exactly. If your music yeah. is, 
a little bit different or something that can't be described in like two words no if it's longer than three minutes and as i'm sure you've realized my songs are mostly over four minutes it's very mm -hmm. hard to tell a story uh in two minutes 50. uh so so yeah i thought i i started looking into patreon and i was really inspired by amanda palmer um and the way that she is just doing things and i think that's what i i wanted was the reason i got into the music in the first place is because it was where i could make stuff without anybody else saying you can do that and acting a lot yes, of the time is just exactly. going into a room saying yes and you're, yeah. and you're crushing it it's super fun on your patreon you give poetry you give updates you like you check in with the things <laughs> this is one thing that i want to ask you about one dimension of that because okay getting onto the a patreon sort of thing or um even doing interviews like this and stuff like that where you're, you're giving a little bit more of yourself i did see one of yeah. your posts on the patreon where you, you mentioned you you lost a patron because you would express certain views yeah. right so those waters i just gotta say because because recently last month i made a stupid tweet and lost like 1500 followers 1500 subscribers from Ooh. my page from my um the podcast it just like just from one joke wow. that happened on twitter so I, I understand how this stuff can happen so how, how do you feel about that is it good riddance um it it made me sad that we couldn't resolve it um basically i posted on instagram that black lives matter mm. and um she took offense uh and and I think a few of my followers kind of honed in on her on Instagram. So she got a little bit of heat. I wouldn't say much, like I'm not, I don't really have a huge Instagram following. Mm. So, um, but, but yeah, she, um, she ended her subscription. And to be honest, I think it was probably for the best. I don't, I don't, it made me realize that I needed to maybe be more open about my thoughts and feelings about things sometimes, because I wanted to make sure that that my Patreon was a really safe space for everyone. And uh, I think I'd made it clear. Yeah, I, I don't think I'd made myself exactly clear. And I think there's a there's a part where you have to still be be yourself and who you are. And, and there's gonna be people that flock to that and there's gonna be people that aren't interested. And so it's, I think that's one of the things that Patreon has taught me is is if you can have it doesn't it doesn't matter if you're not like um beyonce or anyone if you can have sort of a small corner of the world where you have a community of people around your music who like you and like what you do then that's really valuable um and, and it's been really it's actually been really inspiring because it's it's kept me so much more productive than i probably would have been so it's kind of working like the patreon really helps me as well you know doing a weekly poem and and um yeah, just it's just fun, sharing it? a new song. It's it's so much Dabbling fun. Dabbing with your it. audience and having that interaction is is fun, and yeah. I do. I mean, it's the same with with anything that you're trying to trying to do. Even your art itself has you in it, and then when people yeah, if they enjoy cool. that art, and then they see a little bit of more, like I said, behind the curtain of of who you are, but they let that change their opinion of the art. That's that's where there, there's that an annoying little tie between like, are you an a musician or are you this everything to people now, which is 
a musician, yeah. a commenter on social issues? Are you also yeah. like all this stuff? Like it's it's very strange how the expectation has has risen quite yeah. a lot when you when you put your heart on the line as you do. So it's yeah, it's and hard. I think I think that's why pa- like something like Patreon is good because it's a safe environment for you as well to uh to be yourself. I think there's so much pressure on social media to be a brand and to say the right things and to um and to always have an opinion and I you know I have a lot of very strong opinions but I also am not great at exp- at writing them out and the way that I express myself is with my music and that's how I that's how I make sense of the world and if you listen to mm-hmm. some of my songs you'll realize that they're not just about alien invasion they're like maybe about the invasion of Australia yeah. by the British colonialists but but it's all it's all in kind of a meta metaphorical world I guess and and that's how I've always communicated yeah it's a choose so your own adventure kind of found, thing you know yeah and I but I've definitely found the last year quite quite challenging on social media sometimes because you go in there and you feel like oh my god I'm not saying enough about this this issue therefore I'm obviously doing not doing enough and um you know I think that we all need to be we all need to be saying things we all need to be standing up but um it is tricky when your art doesn't that's not that's not the sort of avenue it's I I don't think I'm particularly a political artist yeah Um, and it comes down to that gamble it's 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 the gamble of my art and then there's the little extra and that's what the patreon is and it does benefit you as an artist but the gamble is you have to show more of yourself and you're going to get that extra judgment you're going to always have that it's never going to go away you know you can't please everybody that's life right and i think but i think that's that's all right like that's you kind of you have to be vulnerable in order to make the things that you want to make worthwhile right so Mm -hmm. You kind of have to on be yourself as much as you can, but I think there's an element where you can protect yourself, and that's what I do with Patreon. Is it's it's sort of I'm being very vulnerable, but it's to a group of people that I connect to and kind of feel safe with. Can be vulnerable around. So, that's it. It's a safe space, and I'm a happy Patreon supporter, Ebony. Love it. I really appreciate yeah. you joining. Ah, I will it's be. I will be. Uh, it's, not, it's not just some stupid thing to get you on the podcast, obviously. <laughs> all right so but you have to stay for at least three months and then you've proven that yeah oh yeah yeah yeah. No, it's, it's it's all automated i don't know it's just going to take my money yes <laughs> um all right i got the awesome. quick fire questions for you um okay. if, if you're up for these these are you know just, yes but i will warn you my, my i'm sorry to end it so heavy that with that patreon thing i know it was a big question but like i do feel for this vulnerability um people judging you for no, no, more than your art sort of stuff it's 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 something it's something thing. i think about a lot it's something i think about a lot but i think if you can make it work and you can find the place where it's safe for you to do it i think that's it's also that's, the new industry as well everybody is judged yeah. for more than their work it's their yeah, whole personal yeah. life gets it's dragged out it's all that sort of stuff. anyway quick fire questions fun yeah. ones yeah. what is your favorite sounding instrument the sound of the chip the cello that's a great answer uh every time <laughs> someone tells me something like the, the last person i interviewed said the sitar and i agreed and then you just said oh. the cello and i'm like ah that's pretty awesome as well. <laughs> yeah the sitar's good all right yeah, no cello. this one's a, a little bit of a weird one um i'm not too sure if i'll keep this question for um 
other guests or whatever. Sorry, my microphone just dropped. Um, I'm going to say three different genres of music. And you've just got to okay. tell me the artist or band that comes to mind straight away when I say that genre. Okay. That represents that genre the best. I'm trying this one. Right. Out. I'm sorry about this one. For me. Uh, yeah, yeah, just for you. It's just your honest answers. It's just, it's a nothing. Pub right. rock. Oh, um, pub rock. Uh, I'm going to say Okasen, which is my okay. husband's band that he used to be in. Oh, wow. Cool. I would have said something like ACDC. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good. I, but, but, but that, that's great. That, that's what came that... to you. That's what came to you. On to the next one. <laughs> Jazz. Okay. Um, uh, it's like when you ask me a question, all of the answers go out of my head. I'm going to say uh, Ella Fitzgerald. That's exactly what I would have said. Yes. Cool. Bam. Folk. Ah, here we go. Folk. Okay, I'm going to say um, da, 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 da. I'm going to say Sinead O'Connor. All right, cool. Awesome. <laughs> Love Sinead O'Connor. That's a great answer for that. All right. What is the most recommended album of yours that you find yourself recommending to people the most? Oh, it's probably um, Remember Us to Life by Regina Spector. Oh, wow. Cool. It's the one where I just say, like, you need to sit down in a dark room and listen to it from start to finish. That's it. That's it. No drugs involved, but maybe no help, involved. whatever. <laughs> All right. Don't it. <laughs> your, your house is burning down and you have to run in and save one piece of musical equipment. What do you save? Probably my Roland piano. Oh, beautiful. Got to get out your piano. Yeah. All right, last one. You can go back in time or in real time or whatever time you want, but you can meet one musician from any era and ask them one question. Who is it and what do you ask? Oh, um, okay. Mm, that's a good question. Okay, I would probably love to meet Kate Bush. And what would you ask her? And what would I ask her? I don't know. I'm terrible at meeting famous people. I never know what to say. Just, how's it going? Uh, <laughs> yeah, probably just like, but I always want to ask like, how or why? Why? <laughs> yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> so something really ambiguous yeah. to Kate Bush. I'd like to have a really big existential conversation with her or David Bowie. Yeah. What's it all about? yeah exactly all right that's awesome um this i guess would be the final question how can everybody support you ebony how can oh, how, what's yeah. the best way um you got merch have you got a website you got spotify like what is it that you want to plug how what's the best I've way got everything um please sign up to my mailing list that's a wonderful way i send two emails a month um one of them is the announcement of the new song that's out and the other one gives you some behind the scenes stuff and also um, tells you what the next song is going to be before anyone else finds out. So it's kind of like the step before Patreon. Um, so you get cool. a little bit of insight. 
Uh, Patreon, of course, if you do want to follow me or subscribe to my Patreon, it's a wonderful world we're building over there. That's just patreon.com so slash ebony buckle. That is correct. Cool. Uh, All this stuff will be in the, in the description below the podcast. Oh, perfect. Except for the mailing yeah, list. Great. I don't have that. If you send me a link to that, I'll make sure it's on there. I will, yeah. And it's on my it's on my Instagram bio. Um, my mailing list link is there and on my website as well, ebonybuckle.com. I'm releasing an album this year. So yes, um, from cool. February. New song every month we've been doing with a new music video. So um, the whole idea is that will be this kind of audio visual world that we've created that you can wow. go journey through. So we've um, we've just announced our album launch party in London on the 11th of November. So any, any, any London listeners, but otherwise we're going to be doing some sort of a live stream because I do have fans all over the world. So awesome. Awesome. Um, and I will definitely yeah. tune into that live stream. I want to see it. Awesome. All right. Thank you thank so you. much, Ebony. You enjoy the rest of your day. Have fun. I will. And um, thank you Thanks so much for being me. on the podcast. It was great to chat to you. No worries. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Me. See you, Ebony. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. I've been waiting for you to arrive. I've been waiting for you to arrive. You took your time. Without you by my side